0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to A Year Ago Today. I'm your host, Tyla Fowler, and I'm thrilled to have you here. Today I'm speaking with my friend Alex Gould. Alex is an actor and all-around theater person who lives in New York City, and it was so much fun connecting with him. In the conversation, we actually got into the topic of life coaching and what a huge difference it's made in his ability to live his life full out. If after listening to the episode, you're interested in learning more about what life coaching might make possible for you, you're in luck because I happen to be a very talented life coach and as a thank you gift for my incredible listeners who I love so much, I'm offering complimentary coaching sessions through the month of February. If you're listening to this before February 28th, 2019, and you'd like to receive a session with me, just send me an email to tyla at tylafowler.com. And we'll get you all set up. To be clear, this is a gift. And it's quite possible that in our time together, we'll generate the big breakthrough you've been looking for. I'm going to put all the information about this in the show notes below the episode to make it easy for you to follow up and get yourself supported. I can't wait to get on the phone with you and see what it is you're creating. (sighs) I'm so excited already. (laughs) And now... On to the episode. start with you telling the people listening who you are, how you identify in the world. Okay. So like...
1: As a man. As a man. <laughs> yeah.
0: He's white. He's a white man. I'm a white man. What do you do?
1: I'm an actor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an actor and I also uh, fight direct for theater. Um, and I work with kids a lot, which I never thought I'd do.
0: Which <laughs> you're very talented at.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: And your name is Alex Gould. My name is
1: Alex Gould. <laughs> I go by Alex J Gould because okay. Alex Gould is the kid from Nemo. Really? Yeah. Yeah. His name was his name is Alexander Gould. Alexander Jerome Gould, so we both are Alexander J Gould.
0: He took your name.
1: So he started like when, you know, he was Nemo when we were both children. <laughs> and um then he was on a TV show. I don't know if he does anything. If you're listening, do you? Can I have my name? Yeah. So. Can I have my name back? Can I name that? It? But yeah. So I throw the J in, and that's me.
0: Mm. And you live in New York City.
1: I live in New York City. Which for, is what we're here to talk about. Yeah. Don't say it yet. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. So um, you've introduced yourself. All right. Can you close your eyes for me? We're gonna just take a couple deep breaths. Okay. And while you're breathing. I want you to think about what we're here to talk about and everything you've been through around that. And when you're feeling really present in your body, I want you to share with me in one word how you're feeling.
1: Light. Mm. All
0: right, you can open your eyes. (laughs) So now, will you please finish the following sentence? Ten years ago today...
1: I moved to New York City. (laughs) Wow.
0: I feel all excited about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that when I thought about... I mean, ten years ago, I didn't know where I was going to be. I didn't know if I was going to still be here or in L.A. Or, I mean, I never thought about it. You know, I had teachers through school that were like, have a five-year plan, have a ten-year plan. And it was like...
0: (laughs) I've never had one of those.
1: No. And I think that that was something that leaving school, I thought that I needed to have it.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And then as time went on and I grew, it was like, there's... What plan? No one gives you... No one gives you a map. hmm And, like, yes. I think that, yes, plans are helpful.
0: Well, some people, if you're like, I want to be a doctor, right? Right. There's, like, a very prescriptive path.
1: Yeah. I do, and the, You know, I use that same example. It's like, if I wanted to be a doctor, i go to school for, like, eight years, and boom, I'm a doctor. But then it's like, what kind of doctor do you want to be? hmm It's like, then there's a whole different path. And it's like, also, like, what level of being a doctor? Like, also, do you want to teach? Like... It actually, it's pretty relative, like, I think with any career that, like, there is no clear-cut thing, Mm -hmm. as I always thought. I was, like, being an actor, like, it's a, like, what? There's no path, and there's all other things, and I think it's, like, that's anything. And especially my friends who are not actors, who are just, like, going day-to-day at their Uh nine-to-fives. And they've, like, (laughs) well, they've also been, like, through five different careers in the past... I don't know, five years or so, 10 years, 10 years since I've been here. Like they've like just done a bunch of different things. Mm
0: -hmm. Hopping from job to job. Job to
1: job. And it's like, and now a lot of them like, I, you know, it's like 10, 11 years later after they've left school, they're like, what do I want to do? And I like, from a very young age knew I was nine years old when I knew I wanted to be an actor. Mm. And it was when I was a junior in high school that I was going to make a career out of it and i think like and i was just always like that's what i'm going to do and people were like how do you that's so lucky mm. to know that um and i just like never i never understood that until probably like probably recently i've also gone through like a lot in the past like 5 months so mm-hmm. um it's it's so fitting that like 10 years my anniversary of like moving to new york i'm in probably the best headspace Physical space, like, complete well-being.
0: Mm, yeah. So, when you moved to New York, so your word was light, you feel light. Did, did you yeah. feel light when you moved here?
1: No, I was a fat, <coughs> <laughs> little, um, scared kid. But I will say, like, I mean, I I actually, I felt determined, and I felt, I, I, there was not lightness, there was, like, a weight Because it was like this like sense of like, like I had ambition, but it wasn't a light ambition. It was a very like aggressive, tough Mm -hmm. ambition. But I remember, I remember the day that I came to New York and I was walking to my school.
0: Wait, so you came here. So what was the anchor? Okay.
1: So like, well, the whole, so I, after graduating high school, I went to uh, a state school for a year.
0: Where were you? Where did you grow up?
1: Massachusetts. And I went to University of Massachusetts at Amherst uh, as a theater major for a year and knew I didn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. I had applied to other places and got, got rejected. And, like, it was my first, like, you know, sense of rejection. I was like, cool, suck. And, <laughs> but then um, it was, like, a, a, for my first moment of, like, I had a determination, and it was to leave and do something Else, mm-hmm. Like go somewhere else. And I wasn't... I, I knew I wanted to get a bachelor's. And I wasn't ready to let go of my friends. So like I ended up um, looking for places around my home. Because I wasn't ready to let that go. Mm-hmm. And knew that like New York was going to be there. But it was like... For me it was like three or four years from then. And then this school the American Musical and Dramatic Academy where I went. Um, uh, I was going to go there after I got a bachelor's. Mm. And then in my... F- while I was at UMass, they developed a bachelor's program. Mm. And I was like, well...
2: Just go now. I guess
1: I gotta go now. So I applied, I auditioned, and I got in like a month later. And I left that school and had like my first summer of like five months because like my, you know... Freshman year of college ended in May. Mm-hmm. And then AMDA didn't start until October. So I had all this time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it was like, I just would work and just be with my friends. and
0: At home?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And like shit in my pants. And I was <laughs> like, what am I doing? And then... Um, so then I moved to New York to go to school. And um, I actually was a very... So like, there's like so much other history, but like kind of the long and the short of it was I was a very paranoid child, mm-hmm. and I was convinced that I li- I grew up in a in my hometown there was a lot of crime and in one summer there was like seventeen shootings and I was like I'm next <laughs> like super paranoid if I ever saw a cop car I was like someone was burglarizing I'm gonna be dead, mm-hmm. um so the I remember moving to New York I was just at a moment where I'm like I'm living in like a city that was a lot would happen and a lot could happen yeah like and the
0: most dangerous city yeah in the world. <laughs> exactly and at the
1: time it was 2008 yeah. so like it was transitioning but like still like kind of yeah. you know Central Park was not a place that you went at night mm-hmm. still kind of a thing um yeah and I was like on the Upper West Side but I didn't know what the hell that meant
2: <laughs> right
1: yeah so I was like There's crime everywhere. Well,
0: it's like when you move to New York. I think this comes up a lot on the podcast, actually, because I interview a lot of people who live in New York. Yeah. And it's just such a different world than everywhere else. And we have such ideas about New York. Right. they're like, oh, my God, I'm going to. (laughs) Like, I remember I used to talk to my sister on the phone and she'd be like, do you, like, walk places at night? Yeah. Yeah, I walk places at night. What am I going to do? Just, like, not leave my apartment after it gets dark (laughs) I also
1: do very I mean I still do like really stupid stuff I walk around at night with my headphones in at 3 in the morning I
0: do
1: too it's not smart well I
0: like I like one
1: headphone off I don't full blasting like Bose headphones (laughs) I just did a plug for Bose um but yeah full I mean fully aware of like how dangerous it could be and then I remember so going back the first day I was here, I was walking to my school to, like, go get my picture taken for my ID and, like, check into school. And um, my parents were like, we'll make your bed. Because <laughs> I had to just go. That was the, My brother also went there, so they knew the routine. And also, like, they dropped me off at college the year before. So it really was...
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, it was the first time that I was living outside of the state where I grew up. But it was literally, like... They dropped me off, they, like, they were making my bed, and I went to the school, and when I got back, they were gone.
0: Wow. Ooh. And
1: And I was like, okay, well, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then orientation happens, like, within those next couple days, so yeah. it was just, you're gonna throw, you're they're thrown into it. Um, and then I was, like, there.
0: Were you, it was it, like, a dorm
2: situation?
1: Yeah, I mean, so the dorm situation is a converted, like, old people facility, so... <laughs> the government cannot legally get rid of the ones who are still there. Uh So students are sharing a building with like elderly people who have lost it or are losing it. Like some of them would be screaming in the middle of the night, banging on your door. Oh my goodness. So it was like, welcome to New York, kiddo. Yeah.
0: There's some color for you.
1: So, um, but it was one of those things that's like, cool. I'm in New York. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I, like when I finished school, I wasn't sure if I was gonna go to LA, but I decided to stay. And
0: was it four years at school?
1: It was a year and a half. Oh, a year and a
0: half—that's short program. Yeah,
1: so it's like a two-year program, but if you stay in the summer, it's accelerated. So mm-hmm. I did that, and then I kind of—I just loved the. My only connections in New York were my teachers and the students, mm-hmm. um, and because it's so short, like whereas like if you go to like a four-year college in New York. You're exposed to a lot more, uh, and especially if you like go to a four-year college, that's not just theater and arts.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so all I was exposed to was other actors. So when I finished school, that's all I knew, mm-hmm. and I was I remember like the term I would use is like lone wolf, and that was it. It's all I had, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, what the hell do I do? Yeah. I remember, and I moved into my first apartment. A month before I graduated so that was uh, I think it was we looked in December of 2009 mm-hmm. and moved in like at the end of De- December so by January 2010 I was living on my own we're like roommates but like mm-hmm. so I was I was t- t- 20 when I was like living on my own and all my friends were like, all my friends were a year older than me, mm-hmm. so they were still finishing up college. Mm-hmm. They had graduated high school before me, but I was like living on my own and finished school before they were even done. And I was just like, well, I'm a, an adult, and that's it's really interesting. <laughs> I felt more of an adult at that point than I, like, have in the past like few years, mm. just because it was like I was thrown in and I like had to. Mm-hmm. But then I got settled and, but yeah, I mean, over the ten years, it took me. It was 2011 when I started liking New York. Mm. I hated it.
0: That's three years hating it?
1: Uh, yeah, so 2008? it was, yeah, 2000. I moved to uh, October 2008, and it wasn't until, I think it was, like, summer of 2011 mm. that I started, like, liking it.
0: What did you hate about it?
1: I felt, I mean, people were, ch- I was like, people are mean mm. I mean so first day I was walking across the street on my way to the school and um this woman was walking towards me and I had like we were clearly like on the same like trajectory and I like stepped out of the way and like nodded my head as like an acknowledgement and she just was like <coughs> I was like <laughs> or like I would walk across the street and like a car would like come and I would step out and I put my hand up like thank you for letting me and they're like beep. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so it's just like immediately I'm like, oh wow, everyone just hates each other here.
2: Yeah.
1: And then it's like, well, that's because they can smell, they can just smell the person that doesn't belong. Mm. Um, and it was just like, yeah, you have to, you put on this mask. And for the longest time I wore this mask and this huge like f- you across my forehead.
0: Yeah. Just to get through the day. Yep. Cause I think about this a lot. You like, on a regular day if you leave your house in New York you encounter so many humans. Yeah. So many. Yeah. And it's like you have to have some sort of
1: you have to have a guard strategy. up. Yeah. <laughs> you have to have a guard up. You have to... someone once said um, this other actor who I was like working on a clowning workshop with discussed how we all wear masks. And he was like you have to in New York or you will be shot and stabbed and killed. Mm. Because if you wear this, like, thing of, like, everything is great, everything is happy-go-lucky, then people can spot it and will take advantage of you. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of put up this, you put out, you put on a mask. And for years I had this brick wall that was just, like, right on my chest, like, right in there. there like, emotion couldn't get out. I couldn't, like, I think there was, like, a whole year I didn't cry mm. because it just, I couldn't. I couldn't connect with people. People would say that they missed me or they loved me or they would hug me and I would just like, I felt just Mm. nothing. I'm like, what is wrong with me?
0: Do you blame that on New York?
1: Um, I, I, I would have said yes Mm. like before, but I like, I can acknowledge the fact that (laughs) I blame it on what I perceived as what it was. I created a story of what New York makes people, mm. and it's not true. Yeah, I'm, it's not. It's not true. Um, New, York New York is actually. A delight. It's a great place. Yeah, I love it here. Um, and I think that New York has made me the person I am mm. today
2: mm-hmm.
1: because I will. Who I was before I moved to New York is like that is that's who that's who I am, mm-hmm. and then I had to go through all of this stuff that kind of clouded it and like broke it down but it's like you know like the, you know a phoenix like it rises from the ashes kind <laughs> of thing and they're reborn but I think it like it does like it ta- like, when they I think, I feel like I've always heard like if you make it 10 years like you're a New Yorker is yeah. what they say mm-hmm. um, I will say that I am a true Bostonian at heart like that's where I'm from mm-hmm. I will never let that go because also that's that is who I am mm-hmm. but New York has allowed me has shaped me to be the person that I always was, but just, like, in, in this, like, more it's
2: like elevated, elevated
1: yeah. real human. Like, it has made me a well-rounded individual. Because yeah. where I was from, I had the kind of a one set in mind. hmm And, you know, the people that I still have... I'm still close with friends in Massachusetts. I talk to them. I talk to my best friend almost every day. Mm-hmm just like simple texts and we'll just like shoot the shit about nothing but it's like the people who have like shaped me and allowed me to be me Mm -hmm. and like have seen me are people in new york Mm
2: -hmm.
1: like the family that you were born into and the family you choose like my chosen family is in new york
2: Mm
1: -hmm. so it's like you know you get to holidays and you're like do i go home or do i stay here which i've always gone home um but it's like, yeah, it's, it's nice to know that you can have more than one home.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I do call this place home. And I started doing that. I think that was 2012.
0: Wait, so what happened in 2011 that started you like feeling a little bit sweeter
1: on New York? I met people outside of, of the realm of people that I knew. Mm-hmm. Um, I, w- I was working at a renaissance fair. i love that (laughs) and um i met a lot of people from like nyu Mm -hmm. um i became friends with one of my cast members and he went to nyu and um he allowed me into that world and i like he became one of my closest friends and that um so i would hang out with him and his like nyu friends People would be like, you went to NYU, right? And I'm like, nope. <laughs> I don't got debt. <laughs> my <God." laughs> Um, Which is like a whole other thing of like, people would be, you know, there was a like the whole thing I went through of, am I an idiot? Because I quote unquote dropped out of college and I went to an art school. Mm. And then it was like all of this self-doubt. All the story of like, oh, I'm an idiot. I didn't, but I'm also like, I have knowledge in what I have knowledge in.
2: hmm
1: And, um... I mean, that took some time to develop this idea of... Uh... Being, um, unapologetically naive. I worked with a director who said that to me. He's like, the thing that makes you you that's so great is you are unapologetically naive. I love that. And I was like, what? He goes, like, the time... Like, when I see a word that I don't know how to say... I'll go for it, and it's going to be wrong. (laughs) And I'm like, cool, what is it? Okay, great. And, like, I can move on as opposed to, like, an idiot. I'm so dumb. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, yeah, okay, say it enough, and you'll believe it, and other people will too. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, that guy's dumb. Well,
0: and it's also so much, like, someone who's not afraid to make a mistake is so much more attractive than someone who shuts down when they make a mistake. Yeah. And you're like, okay, it's like... Come on, let's not stop the whole train from moving. Right, exactly. Just because you exactly had a little
1: flub. Yeah, yeah. Like daring to fail, it's like all stems from school. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that I um, was I was introduced to other worlds, and then it was when I started to understand this power that I have, that I can meet people and be okay. <laughs> like I could like be at a party. I remember this friend said to me, "It was a it was a party, and I was always the first one at parties because I'm a loser." Um, <laughs> I was like eight o'clock on the dot, right? <laughs> so I would get there at eight o'clock, sometimes seven fifty, because um, I like feel like I didn't know a lot of people in New York. So I went, and then uh, I was always like the last one too, because I would like help clean and stuff. And he was like, "Thank God." You were, he's like, I'm always happy that you're here early because I know that I don't have to worry about you and you can, like, you can engage people and let a lot of people like to engage with other people. And at the time, I was just like, ah, oh, cool, blah, blah, blah. But, like, today, I can look at it and be like, oh, right, that's something that I can do and know how to do. Yeah, and um, a lot of people
0: can't do that. Yeah. A lot of people are just terrified of other people. Yeah. Which is fascinating.
1: Right. But it's like, you know that stems from being a kid and like kids are fearless. Like when we start out, like we're born and it's like, oh yeah, we have no fears because like there's been nothing to tell us otherwise. Yeah. But it's like, it's what the world does that allows us to be like, oh, the story I've been telling myself is because of this moment in my life. Mm -hmm. This person told me this. It's like with kids, like when a kid falls, the only way that they know that that hurts if it's, like, a little, like, oh, I tricked, mm-hmm. the only way for them to know whether that was a bad thing or a good thing is the adult with them who reacts. If the yeah. adult is, like, oh, God, and goes to help them, <laughs> the kid's, like, something is wrong. I'm crying. <laughs> Whereas, I need to
0: freak out. I got to match the adult. Right. I got to mirror their emotional state. Right. Which means, yeah.
1: Whereas, like, if it's, if you're, like, oops well, hey, dummy, how was that? And they're, like,
2: <laughs> what? <laughs> and they
1: get up and they run and they, because they'll just do whatever. Yeah. But I think it's it's that's that's what the weight was when I moved to New York and was here for so long was what the world was telling me I should feel. People told me that this business was supposed to be hard. I was supposed to struggle. I was supposed to starve. Yeah. I'm supposed to eat peanut butter sandwiches and ramen noodles <laughs> for years until I make my big break. And I'm like,
0: and like I don't... And live without heat. Right. So you're not going to have heat in your apartment. You're going to have a
1: bathtub in your kitchen. I was like, we're not in the... 40s? What are you talking <laughs> about? We have brand new renovations like. Yeah. But yeah, and that was what I hated this place. And it wasn't until I met people outside of the world that I was told existed. Mm. And then I so I was in New York and it was in summer of 2012, which was what four four years after I little yeah. before, four years after I moved. I finally left the city for two months to go do a summer gig, mm. and I was terrified to leave the city because I'm like, if I leave, I'm gonna miss something. I could miss my big break. <laughs> and I was like, God, if I could go back and be like 2012 person, be like, get the hell out of here! Like, <laughs> take two months. It's really, it's it's actually great. So that summer, I left, and completely like was rejuvenated mm. and that's when I, my life started. Where, where
0: did you go? I went
1: to Williamstown Theater Festival. Mm. I was an apprentice and I went there so I spent money mm-hmm. to go there. To be an apprentice, you, you spend money and I was like, this is a lot of money but it was, you know, it was an investment.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I was like, I'm paying to build sets but <laughs> yeah, I get and it. You're
0: like, how did that make any sense? I was like, I
1: don't get it. Um, why am I paying money to pick up cigarette butts? Williams sounds a great place, um, don't get me wrong, no, it's great I mean like it changed
0: it it changed yeah
1: it was where it was the moment I stopped saying that I wanted to be an actor that I was aspiring to be an actor, and when I got back that summer, people asked me what I do, and I said i'm an actor mm. that is what I do
0: that's such a big shift, yeah, to go from I want to or I'm aspiring to, to yeah. say I am a
1: yeah. Or when people are like they're like so oh you're an actor so what do you so what do you actually do what do you do for money,
2: mm.
1: or what are you gonna do when you when that doesn't work out,
2: mm. yeah. Well. So
1: for me to be like, when people would do it because that's the thing, it's what we give off yeah. what people will take in. Yeah. So when I was like I want to be an actor they're like cool so how do you make money so what do you actually do? Okay. Yeah. But when I stopped doing that and I was like oh, I'm an actor, and they still were kind of like but what do you do and I was like that's what I do. I act I act yeah um, yeah, and it's like it was a it, I also met a whole other net of people and my network I learned what the word networking was and I learned I learned what the word collaboration was mm. and community mm. that was the first time that I was introduced to community and um, and then I got back and was I remember I got back to New York and Two days before I got back to New York I got a phone call um from uh a director who was like, I got your information from this other director friend of mine who mm. I met at Williamstown. And oh. I was like, Oh yes. I'm like, My life has started <laughs> Um I
0: had a moment like that. I remember where it's like someone got my information from someone else, like the Food Network called me. And yeah. They were like, we got your name from so and so. We were wondering if you would... and I was just like, oh my god, things are happening, right? <laughs>
1: oh my god, this is how it works. I'm going to be on Broadway tomorrow. <laughs> I was not on Broadway. I was actually I did a show in uh, the black box in theater for a new city, mm. um, and it was perfect. It was the exact show that I needed. That like I was like this. I look back and I'm like, yep, I did a show like down in this very dark. Dank theater, and I'm like, and that was what being an actor downtown was like. Yeah, and um, and then a month later, I joined the Flea Theater.
2: The Flea,
0: here's where it comes all together, folks, because we've had about a million people on this podcast who all have been through the Flea. So tell the people about the
1: Flea. So, the Flea Theater. Is a resident acting, uh, they have a resident acting company called the Bats and, um, it is a place to build your community of people, Mm -hmm. plain and simple, um, Mm -hmm. that you, I mean, you will hear, if you ever like talk to people who like live here and they're in the theater and they hear about the theater, like people will always say things positive and negative, but that's with any institution. Yeah. I mean, you would be like, you know, uh, NYU or Yale or Juilliard. They'll always be like, it's amazing and amazing. And people will always find little things that are wrong. And it's similar with any institution because it also is a business. Yeah. Um, but the Flea is this place that it was my playground. Mm. And it was the place that I met my community and my closest friends and my collaborators mm-hmm. that I still work with today and I joined that six years ago
0: mm-hmm. um did you join it at mysteries time or we already? no
1: at- I was there like I was there a few years before then so I joined so that was, mysteries was 2014
0: five years ago gotta be because
1: was it 2013 okay. or four. it was no it was it. 2014 mm-hmm so, yeah, yeah, 2012, I joined, Been there a while. and I remember being like, and that was the thing, I did theater for free. Mm. I did a lot of theater for free. I did a lot of things mm. for free, yeah. and it was, and I had to,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I had to, I had, here's the thing, I had a job that I was able to do it, I had a life that balanced it, and I was willing, like, that's the thing, is... It's about what you're willing to do and, like, make a choice and make sacrifices. If, it, if that's what it is, if it's a sacrifice, then sure. I mean, like, I guess for me it was I, I gave a lot of time that I can't give now. Mm. But back then it was perfect. Yeah. I was, I was able to act every month for three and a half years, mm. which people yeah. cannot say. People will go months, years between gigs. I was able to be on stage and practice and throw shit at the walls and find the person that I was able to be on stage. Like, I honed in on all these, like, tricks that I could do, but also, like, developing why I wanted to be an actor and. And changing why I wanted to be an actor. And growing with that. Mm. You know, before I got to the Flea, I was like, I want to be an actor because it feels good. <laughs> I like it. I'm good at it. I hate math was always my response.
0: <laughs> I want to be an actor because I hate math. Yeah, it was like because yeah. I'm
1: not good at math. And I was like, cool, negative. Um, and then it's like over time it was, I wanted to start, I wanted to affect people. Mm. And then it was like, and then, as I was at the flea and doing different plays, I'm like, "I want to tell certain stories. Mm-hmm. I want to tell it in certain ways and um also being like you know in the trenches with people the same I mean, no one was getting paid, so there was never that whole thing of money being involved. It was like you did it because you loved it, and because yes, you wanted like it was exposure, but it was also a place that you found people like you Mm -hmm. and you also found people that you could like play off of and and yeah I mean I was out I was at that theater like every day I was out till like three in the morning Mm -hmm. like four or five days a week Mm -hmm. getting up at six in the morning and I wouldn't trade it for anything I wouldn't trade that to like be a famous well-known actor right now like 10 years i would say like in 10 years like from 10 years when i moved like i think part of me was like i'm i think i was like i want to be in both unions Mm -hmm. and as of now i'm like in the union as a theater i'm like i'm equity Mm -hmm. but i'm not in sag aftra but in doing so i'm not like i failed Mm -hmm. it's just like i'm cool i'm good i'm good with where i'm at i'm like i yeah. I stuck to a path of one thing, and I didn't like I put the energy that I needed to. Um, but in ten years, I wouldn't say that I would be like a like a very light feeling positive uh, actor slash fight director like mm-hmm. um, that's that people look to for guidance sometimes like when I work with kids it's like I I would have never thought I'd be working with kids and like be a voice Mm. that they follow or um, even adults as a fight director people like look to you for the answers I I don't think that 10 years ago I'd be like yeah I'm that guy Mm.
0: well you, you maybe weren't that guy yet
1: yeah yeah so
0: or you were but it was hidden right hidden away in there
1: yeah Um, hadn't built the experience that was needed and yeah, it's like, I take moments to just like kind of reflect on it because here in New York, things go so quickly. That's true. Like, I don't know. I can say like, it feels like, it feels like yesterday that I moved here. Does it feel like 10 years? Not necessarily, maybe like five, but it's like everything that has like happened is perfect. Mm-hmm. every great, amazing experience and every horrible experience. Mm-hmm. times that I was like at my lowest when it was like I was in a I remember like I would be like laying around and being like, I constantly would say this phrase, I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> I was just in this dark tunnel, and I was like, I don't see the light.
0: Mm-hmm. When I would know. that come up? Like, in what context?
1: Um, it would always, it would mostly have to do with the career. You know, the next job, or um, my big break, or, you know, it, I mean, even when I, was, even when I was working, when I was in plays... I was never enjoying them.
2: Mm.
1: I remember working with a... Uh, um, working with a director and uh, at Williamstown. And then years later, we reconnected. And I remember we were at dinner and we were talking. And she was like, where's the guy that I met in 2012? She's like, who's this, like, blamey? Like, I was like... I'm like this is what I want. I'm not getting this. I'm not getting that. I'm like, the shows I've been doing are crap. And she, cause like what she, the perception she was getting from like social media was that I was like working. Mm. And she's like, that's the guy that I, I met mm-hmm. in, 2000, in 2012. is this like guy who was hungry and was going to make something. And I couldn't see that. I was just like, no, I'm doing these shows that I don't love or, um, I'm not where I want to be. Mm -hmm. I want more. I deserve more. And she was like, "Why are you owed anything?" And also like, "Well, go get it. Mm -hmm. Why are you waiting for somebody to do it for you?" Um, I hand it to you. Yeah. And she was like, "Why don't you be a director?" And I was like, "Because I'm an actor." And she was like, (laughs) "I'm not saying you're not." That's it's so funny when
0: people try to help us and we're like uh no thank you right get the fuck away from you with that well, it's all, advice. <laughs>
1: yeah exactly and it's also that thing of like when somebody says how good you are at something mm. what you hear is that you're bad at the other thing mm.
2: mm-hmm.
1: when i when people would be like you like they then uh, they would say to me you're such a great fight director i would the thing that would go into my ear would be like, you're not as good as an actor as you are fight director. So, I was like,
0: Which is ludicrous. It's <laughs> great. Also, I have, I think I probably told you this before, but I would enjoy watching you act the phone book. Like, it doesn't matter what you're doing on stage. You're so brilliant. Thank you. You know that. Thank you. <laughs> Everybody tells you that all the time, I'm sure.
1: Um, thank you. I will say that. Um, yes. I've, And I, and yeah, for, for, you know, over time, people have said it and a good amount of time I would hear it. Mm -hmm. I think when I first started, when I was at the flea and I like first would hear it, it was very new Mm -hmm. because it was like, because I was getting to perform so much and it would like take it and be like, Oh, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started being like, okay, wait, how do I do this selflessly? And be like, I'm so glad that you have that experience. I'm glad that I was able to give that to you Mm -hmm. and starting to like develop that language and like and started and would continue to practice that of being selfless because like it can be a very selfish career. So um would do that and then when people started doing it over time and I wasn't happy. You
2: stop hearing it. I stopped
1: hearing it and I'd be like thanks or like really because <laughs> i think it sucked yeah like they'd be like that was such a great show and if i hated it i would be like well i mean real, like this moment then and that was when i learned the lesson of like don't don't <laughs> yuck on everyone else's yum mm. because what you've just done is when somebody says to you that was brilliant and you say to them Really, because that was a shitty performance. You've just told them that they don't—they uh, don't know art. They don't know what they're talking about, and then you've made them feel stupid. That's so now wrong.
2: you've made them yeah. wrong,
1: and they're like, "Oh, I guess that." And then, it, and then, like, there's a lesson you—I learned in school. Mm-hmm. The ve- the very so at UMass, the very first lesson I, the first class, of my uh, college career was this intro to acting class and the teacher said to me in the whole class, he said, lesson number one, say thank you. Mm. That was the very, very first thing I learned in my very first acting class
2: mm-hmm.
1: was to say thank you. And, and like, I look back at that, it's now 11 years from now, and I was like, how the fuck do you act? <laughs> what a stupid fucking lesson. Hate this school. <laughs> and it's like, wow that guy was brilliant yeah say thank you Mm. because that is and that's something that I had to that I just relearned in the past like and it wasn't even thank you to saying thank you to someone you know complimenting you on your art but like anything if somebody compliments you hear what they say and say thank you and actually take that in Mm -hmm. because then you've acknowledged that they've said something
0: yeah then you're in an exchange yeah Even you're not just that brick wall. Yeah. And to take it one step further, which I think a lot of people don't do, is learning how to say you're welcome.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's the thing I I try to go out of my way. When someone says thank you, I, I try to always respond. Because... When you think about it, like, you're welcome. I've started to think of it as, like, you are always welcome mm. to whatever I've just offered you. Like, anytime you need more of that, you come right back here. You are That's welcome. That's a good way of thinking about it. time. Um, and it's fun, because then you can play with the different ways you start to say it.
1: Yeah. I. It's funny, because I, I would jokingly say that when someone would come up and be like, that was an amazing performance. Thank you for that. And in my head, I'm like... <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I remember yeah. like talking to like cast members and being like, "Could you imagine if that was your response?" Because I, I always say thank you to them. Because like for me, it's like, "Thank you for those kind words, and thank you for, um, thank you for coming and experiencing this mm-hmm. and being here with us." Is what is my response. So um, I would always like say to cast members of mine, I'd be like, "What if someone was like, you know, that was brilliant? Thank you." And I just turned when. You're welcome. And I walk away. (laughs) I'm like, right. That's. mm -hmm. But then like, that's an amazing way to think about it. But being like, you're always welcome. You're welcome here. Yeah. And if they're like, well, I don't want to come back.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like to say, um, what my favorite way to say when I'm really like, wanting someone to hear me is to say, you're so much more than welcome. Because that's like.
1: Wow. If you said that to me, I'd be like, what the fuck what did she just say? <laughs> what?
0: Like, Tyler is so weird. What?
1: You're so much more than welcome I'd be like, I'm never thanking her ever again. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, I make it really awkward.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're always welcome. What if I... Oh, that's a good one. Ooh. Thank you for your work. You're always welcome. <laughs> I think maybe as a white man, I shouldn't be saying, you're always welcome. Well... But maybe,
0: I said, maybe as a white man you should be saying maybe that. Maybe I
1: should be saying that. You're always welcome. But maybe not the way I did yeah, it. Yeah,
0: maybe not in that tone. You're always welcome. <laughs>
1: no, uh, no I mean, Yeah, and it's a whole different lifestyle choice that I've made. Um, yeah.
0: What's the most challenging thing that you've experienced living in New York City?
1: <sighs> the most I want to be real and say there's a lot. <laughs> I can say finances. I can say, like, <laughs> well-being. Um, but if I think in a nutshell, like, if it was all culminating into all of it, self-trust.
0: Ooh. Say more.
1: Okay. Um, so, <laughs> uh, um, living in New York is uh, very... Uh, challenging and difficult and amazing but what it does is it has it challenges you in a way um, in many different ways so it has it challenges you to be able to sustain a financial lifestyle here because it's so it's expensive, expensive. It's so expensive. and um, also everyone who's here is so busy because people have multiple jobs, if they are a nine to fiver, like that is their life. They go to they go nine to five and then they go home, um, or nine to five and then to the bar, right? That's yes,
0: more like it. Yeah, for a lot of people, or the gym. True, or the gym. Yeah,
1: um, but like they have a very built lifestyle, and it's so. Uh, this idea of like time management and financial management and just well-being management so self-trust in all of that is trusting yourself that you are going that you should that you deserve the job
2: mm.
1: that you are striving to get mm-hmm. that if you are living a lifestyle like an actor and you have a survival job trusting yourself to have the job that you deserve to have in the meantime Um, you know you can wait tables and you can babysit and you can temp you can cater and trusting yourself that that's what works for you Mm -hmm. and not what works for everybody else Mm -hmm. so um, and in, in this business trusting yourself that you are on your journey and your path that nobody else's is a reflection on you it's not a reflection on, like, what makes you an actor or what makes you unique, mm-hmm. what makes you a human. Like, um, I think for me, I constantly, constantly, especially after graduating, because when I graduated school, like, I was, you know, my teachers, I had all of this experience with teachers and, and praise from teachers and, and you know, I was, I was just like, you know, this big fish, small pond kind of thing.
2: Mm.
1: And then it's like... Well, L.A. and New York are the big are the big ponds. Yeah, um, you know L.A. kind of bigger in the sense of because there's so many more people, and there's so many more people who are um, who are actors. And, um, that trusting in what you have, it's it was it's it's it was like I thought impossible. I was like, How, Why me?" Was always a question. Why me? Why should I have it? What makes me me? Mm-hmm. So, um, taking moments to have self-trust and, and getting what you need, and <laughs> being like and declaring it, mm-hmm. and saying that's what I need, and I'm gonna get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it all comes. It all comes back to being able to trust yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there are people in this world. I would say in the arts, but anywhere that want to tell you how to do things Uh and want to be the person who is going to like help you through it and shape you and like give you the advice and tell you the right way to do it. This is the way to do it. If you want this, you can, you do it by doing this. And that's just not true. Mm -hmm. Um, There's many different ways. What works for you and where, where are you your best self? In doing so. Um, and I think for me, I mean, so 10 years ago, I moved to the city. And it wasn't until about 10 years later that I understand and practice self-trust. Mm. There are a lot of things that I loved about myself and like hate about myself. Um, and trusted about myself, but then I lost it because of just other things that got in the way
0: and other people's voices.
1: Exactly. Other people being like, trust me. And you're like, I, I, there's a limit to that. Mm -hmm. I think there's a way of like, you can hear it, but if it's not right for you, then you don't have to do it.
0: Well, it takes a lot of courage to not defer power. You know, because if someone's telling you, oh, this is the way to do something Mm -hmm. and you do it the way that they tell you to, then you have so much freedom to blame them when it doesn't work. Exactly. Whereas if you're listening to yourself and you're taking what resonates and walking away from what doesn't feel good and then you quote unquote fail, the only person it's on is you, which is where you want to be, but also where most people avoid living.
1: Right. Exactly. And I also think, but then... It, that's 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 our comfort zone to be like, yeah. well, it didn't work because, like, I suck. <laughs> I trust in myself that I suck. Like, it's just all these stories. Yeah. And be like, um, how about you trust in, like, you're great at what you do. Mm. You're a great person. Mm-hmm. And that's not the opportunity that is going to allow you to be great.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So you said it took 10 years to learn that. What was the... Shifting point for you.
1: So, um, in my, uh, in this year, um, I started, I was like in a really, like earlier in the year, I was doing a show and I finished and I was going through probably like the past year. I was going through like all these things of like getting older and like approaching my 10th year. And, but I never really thought about it in that way. But I um, was dealing with things that I didn't know how to deal with. And I was like, do I need therapy? Mm-hmm. Do I need... Because I've always been able to like understand a lot. Mm-hmm. And I've dealt with things on my own. And I've talked it out. And been like, why am I going to pay a therapist to just be like, how does it make you feel when I can just talk it out with a friend and I know how it makes me feel and I know why it makes me feel that way and I can get through it. And I did get through it. And I did, and I did that for a long time. And then I started developing this, um, these thoughts of like, uh, of self-doubt and also I'm dealing with things that I actually don't know how to deal with. Mm. So what do I do? So I looked, I was like, I just, I just thought about therapy and I, a person that I was at the flea with, um, who we have done a couple of, uh, sh- workshops together. Um, she had, um, taken a step out of the business into another business of life coaching and we, we, we were at a party once and we were talking and the way that I was like in a very good place in my life and we were chatting and, um, a few months later we were at another party and she pulled me aside and she let me know she said, you are somebody, you are one of my favorite people and actors. And um, I just, I recognize that in you. And it was this moment that I was like, this person took the time out of their life and pulled me aside to acknowledge me. And it was, I think one of the first times that I was able to like calmly Receive the information
2: mm-hmm.
1: and say thank you, and then be able to reciprocate with acknowledgement of my own. Mm-hmm. Because usually when people like compliment me, I would be like, I have to find something for them, and then I would just like say whatever. I'm like, you look, your hair is good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! There's one time when you gave me that exact compliment, and I really latched onto it. I was like, Alex Gould liked my hair tonight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because I was so weird. I was like, I was like, how do you? I was like, do you not know how to? Because that was the thing is like when we would, I would see you and like you would see the shows that I was in and you'd be like, you would say these amazing, amazingly supportive things and I was just like, I feel like I have to say something. <laughs> and I remember you like got a haircut, I was like, you're gonna look great tonight. You no, know,
0: we were at a party at John's apartment. Oh, okay. Was, my hair did look Really good.
1: It was like a big girl. Yeah,
0: yeah. But we had this thing for a long time where I felt like I knew you. Yeah. Because I got to watch you do your thing. Yeah. But I was just this random person who was kind of always around. Right, right, and right. And then I would always not be sure if he knew who I was, so I would always feel like I needed to reintroduce myself, and it was really awkward.
1: Yeah, and I was like, no, I know who you are. <laughs> and then, I just don't have anything to then say to you. Tyler would walk away, and I was like, what was your name again? <laughs> no. Um, uh, yeah, and it was. Um, it was the first moment that I was able to, like, actually have that. And um, we ended up uh, working together um, as uh, for life coaching. So I, I started life coaching with her in June 2018. Um, so this past June. And I'm currently in my fifth month. Um, we scheduled six months and then we'll go from there with where we're at. Um, and it has made, it has made my entire years of existence and my 10 years here all make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, there's such, uh, the the thing that we focus on is self-trust. And, um, and, what it has allowed me to do is be very clear about what I want to say. Um, And to be able to share that with other people and also to finally see other people. Mm. I think that I, I think that coming to New York, I did see people. I was this very sweet, naive, um, innocent, loving boy who, who, wanted nothing more than people to like him and growing up that was what I always wanted was people to like me Mm -hmm. that's why I went into acting because I was able to like anything that I didn't like about myself I was able to like put in a character and people would tell me they liked it and I was like they like me uh (laughs) that's sneaky yeah um and I and then I was yeah they were it's very interesting to kind of go into it that way and then To always... You know, I was a younger brother. And my brother... uh, One of my brothers is also an actor. And there were times that I was... You know, never felt good enough or as good. And I wanted to be. And it was always this, like, thing of trying to prove myself. And... Having people acknowledge me for my work I also couldn't even trust it
2: Mm.
1: I was like they're just saying it to be nice yeah um and in the past like five months any compliment I've gotten I've been able to hear it acknowledge it and I have genuinely been able to like acknowledge something about the other person Mm. and it's the most like freeing feeling um it's a light feeling um you know, that word is something that I do hold on to a lot because, um, it's, it's what I've always wanted to be Mm. light as in weightless, like no heavy brick wall, nothing that is weighing me down, but I'm just able to be up and be present. And then also light in the sense of being a beacon and being a source of light and joy for people. um, It's been a a dream to do that. I was... I know that... Because when I would see it in other people, I'd be like... It was like when I would see performers and I would be like so drawn to them. I'm like, I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. What is that? But I couldn't help but watch them. And I would watch them in anything. Um, And I was... And I remember like being like, I want that. How do you get that? And you... It's not something that you can really you can't train in it in school like no one is like great welcome to light class like
0: <laughs> <laughs> how to be a beacon
1: how to be a beacon it was not yeah so um, mm. but I it's it's something that I would, like. people were like because people did say to me they were like you're a light on stage mm-hmm. and they're like you don't you know that's a gift you're not, you're born with that um, which I always was like oh I think that you can you can practice it enough that yeah. you just believe in yourself to do it Um,
0: Well, I think everyone has the capability. Yeah. But some people are born with an innate ease around Mm -hmm.
1: it. Which, like, I look and I'm like, I feel such an ease with it now. Yeah. And, and like, I think that as a child, that's what I was. I was very curious and just running around. And and it was life that was like, you're fat. No one likes you. Your best friends actually hate you. Yeah. That
0: one happened to me, too.
1: (laughs) Oh, my... Like, that... But, like...
0: (laughs) That one hurts.
1: Yeah. But, like... Yeah. This idea of... Yeah, self-trust. And very, very, very early on, like, I I couldn't trust that people liked me. Yeah. So I had to hide in other things. And, like, this year, these past five months, I've been like, oh, being on stage does not define me. Mm. What makes me light what makes me presence what makes me the thing that people like watching on stage what is that outside of a theater in day to day life and that's been the practice in the past five months which has been so fun to get to do Mm -hmm. like the feet I would have such joy being on stage And then I'd step off stage and be miserable.
2: Mm. And it's like,
1: like, (laughs) that's the, that is, that is the life. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I made a declaration that I did not want to live a life that was defined, that happiness was defined by working. Mm.
0: That's a huge declaration for an actor.
1: Especially seeing it in my friends. I, you know, if they were like, I've been out of work for this long, I'm like, okay, well, what are you doing outside of it? (laughs) Do you (laughs) knit? Have you read a book? Um, Yeah. Finding joy in the day-to-day. Like, not feeling guilty about things. If I sit sit my ass on the couch and watch a TV show, binge watch stuff. Because when I was, I'll tell you, you couldn't binge watch anything. When I was in school 10 years ago, that wasn't a thing you could do. And now you're like, I can't. And I used to feel bad about that. Mm-hmm. I would binge watch stuff and be like...
0: You'd hate yourself. I hate myself. I know that feeling.
1: And now I'm like... I also... I'm very fortunate to live in a, in, a, in a, my world, in my career. is like when I binge watch something, it's it actually research. Work, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like work and it's like, cool, who would I want to be on the show? Yeah. Um, which is also dangerous because if you watch a show and you do that, you're like, wait, am I enjoying this the way that I used to? Which is why a lot of people, I think, in the business don't watch TV. They watch reality TV because they're like, I want to watch the British Bake Off because...
0: <laughs> so I can not be working. <laughs> yeah. 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 That makes sense. And I
1: think, yeah, so, um, all in all, I don't know, yeah, that's life. That's, that's me. <laughs> in a nutshell. In a nutshell.
0: Um, oh my God! Look, we're right at an hour. How perfect! Yeah. Okay, so.
1: Are there okay. any questions from the view? From the viewers? Do they? Do you guys have any? Do you have any questions?
0: questions? No.
1: I think they're just acknowledging and taking it in it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, f you. No, he would never.
0: <laughs> he doesn't mean that. He loves you. Thank I you for you. listening. Thank you. Um,
1: mom. Is you all know,
0: right. right? That's what I, I have. There's people out there. I have no idea who listens to this show. I know people listen because yeah. I can see how many people download each week. But I have no idea who they are.
1: I bet you one of them is named Becky. Becky, say hi. Hi,
0: Becky. <laughs> so, I have a couple questions I always close with. Cool. Close your eyes again, okay. please. okay. <laughs> and I'm invite you to come back to your breath. And just feel into... Everything from that moment you came back and your bed was made and your parents were gone to right here, right now. And get really present in your body again. And when you've landed, share with me in one word how you're feeling.
2: Whole. I love
0: that so much. (laughs) Mm, And if you could go back to ten years ago today and whisper directly in your own ear, what would you say? Get ready. Congratulations! You made it to
1: the end of the episode. <laughs> nice. Nice,
0: we did it. We did it. Anything else you want to say to these people?
1: Um, no, I would not I'm not really. I mean, if I would say like, it's funny. I was like, uh, like having a moment of like self reflection. I was like, usually when I do stuff like this, it's like always about being funny. Yes. This is probably like the first time that I've like been like very kind of transparent and mm-hmm. open. Well, also still like. Dropping what I want. Dropping my little funny nuggets of bullshit. (laughs) But um yeah, it's a really fun balance of um I guess if I would say anything, it's like if there's like any moment in your life that you're like need like needing that change, it's like go for it. I think oh, this is the this is one that I that I keep telling myself and like and I'm really excited to like share with other people. It's like that moment that you like hit that wall. And you're, like... And it's, like, the other side of that wall is, like, the thing that you want and you're so afraid. It's, like, just fucking break through it. Mm -hmm. Like, keep... Like, move forward. It's, like, the most painful thing. But it's so... It's so good on that other side. It's, like... It's the best. It is, like, the greatest feeling. So that any moment that you're, like, I can't do this and you retreat into your, like, place that feels good. It's, like, if you, like, have to... Like, sit in a ball. Like, also, you can sit in a ball and cry. It's totally fine. (laughs) But, like, (laughs) but don't, don't, like, wallow in it and be a victim and and suffer in it. You can, like, have your moment, allow it, and then you fucking kick that wall down. Yeah. Because it's, that other side is, it's really fun. It's so sweet. It's very powerful. Oh, yeah. Because then on the other side, it's like, because that's the un, that's, that's the un, un, um, (laughs) <laughs> uncharted territory is that it uncharted yeah. is that it yeah cool drop to the college <laughs>
0: uh, all right you heard it here first guys break down that wall get there and thanks for being here
1: thanks for having me
0: you're so welcome
1: you're welcome you're always you're welcome.
0: Always wel- you're always just so much more than welcome
1: you're welcome <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right thanks for listening Bye.
1: bye